Spectrum on Trinity. Yes, we are. <laughs> um, we're back with episode two. We it's official. We got picked up. Yeah, we're we on made air. it. God damn, they have my earbuds on set. Rerun <laughs> <laughs> it. Ratings are going through the roof. Put it they back love in that. The box. That's going in the no. best of. <laughs> um, yeah, we're back again. We're still trying to figure out the format of the show and how to do it because now we can't just explain who we are anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm going to no. do that every episode for the newcomers. No, no. Yeah, of course. the newcomers should be forced to start rubber when else did. Exactly. At the beginning. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're extreme, extremely horrible gatekeepers. Yeah, You're you like, have no, to watch all of it. You have to watch episode well, one. Uh, just, but just episode one. The th- the thing is. If people keep going on until we have like 74 of these things, they're not going to know that they have this rule. <laughs> no, 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 for and sure. We're, we're only going to mention this here. Yeah. And then yeah. they're going to be like, well, fuck. So, so really everyone has to watch episode one and two so we can explain the rules that you have to follow. Well, I guess it means say, those To are be fair, really, we always do find them. Well, those are the really enlightened ones. Because they knew to start from episode yeah. one so they know their place in life. Those other people don't. And that's, ignorance is even worse Establishing the hierarchy, I see. Under there if everything's still going smooth. Oh, so um, I don't have like tism fits. <laughs> yeah, spectrum. We're good. Yeah, I watch all, of you, all of us just make noise for that. Perfect. Good. That sets my mind at ease. Um, but so you're right. How what do we are, transition? What do we have today? <laughs> Today's tea is a Japanese cherry blossom green tea. Japanese cherry. Oh, that's hence Japanese the cherry. hence the. Should yeah. we explain every time why we do these? What do you mean? Like it's like it's going to church. <laughs> like it's like and now we we like like we, we sip, should say we sip the tea from 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 a now from, to celebrate life. Yes, right. I think that's how we should present it. Now like, to celebrate life. All right, as we it's do tea every, time. Yes. Now to celebrate life with the. Herbal juices of, of, of nature. Ew. Let's appreciate, and then you introduce the tea. Okay. It is a cherry blossom green tea, and moving on in our little bases of teas conversation. Green teas. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a yes. green tea base. Yeah. Yes, it's a green what tea. What was the last one? Black tea. Yeah. Black tea. Okay. Okay. So, green tea, you have to brew it between temperatures of 140 to 185 degrees Fahrenheit. Otherwise, the flavor of the tea leaves will become bitter. 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 Oh. Tea. So this is a little bitter. No, because you did it within the right okay. temperature range. All right. So it makes sure. So it's gonna be more refreshing. Wonderful. Exciting. You know how like frogs have the have like skin. 
Kevin, like... you can't talk about the French people like that. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, I, I do hate the French and their skin, but um, I was I was just like, you know how like frogs have like very like vibrant colors to tell people to not like eat them because they'll get poisoned and die. Mm-hmm. Not just people, but yeah. Well, yeah, it's not people. It's wildlife. But I was just thinking, like, is that the like T's way of doing that, or like the leaf, or what? What is this? <laughs> green tea is a actually it's an evergreen plant that's native in southeast asia and that's like it's way of going like well if you don't cook me exactly right you're gonna taste this is gonna taste like shit yeah so some people probably for a long, long time never found out how to do that so they always thought it tasted like shit it's got a very so now, now we've conquered it that's like, a little son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> compared to black tea it's got a very low um like brewing point because with black tea i had to get that up to like 200 degrees so what does that do to like like what does that mean for the flavor of the drink it depends like the colder the water you brew with for green tea the more sweeter and refreshing it will be okay and then if you don't brew black tea strong enough the flavor is just kind of watered down because it's meant to be brewed for like a really high heat okay i'm just <laughs> trying to make sure i'm, I'm, I'm what i'm looking for in the the differences between the tea tastes. Well, you're mm-hmm. trying to refine your palate. Yeah, I'm trying to learn, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to be like, oh, this is... We could be the tea cunts of, like, the wine industry. <laughs> I mean, we gotta aerate the flavors. Yeah. Is there tea tasting? Are there tea experts? Oh, yeah. There are? <laughs> yeah. What are... Isn't that what most tea parties are? Am I wrong? Is that not what... Eh. Is that a lot why? of it depends what time and period you're going for. Okay, yeah, I guess. It's just in my head, from my understanding, I always just assumed it was like, yeah, try this tea. It wasn't like... I mean, it, It's it, fascinating. Because <laughs> I've never thought about what the purpose of a tea party is. Or it's just a social <laughs> gathering. Like, you're just there to, like, bullshit. Or show off sometimes, yeah. probably. With my special tea, with refined taste. Oh, yeah, and this was this was actually grown a hundred years ago in Egypt. Ooh, <laughs> you got the Egypt a hundred years ago flavor? <laughs> Except with tea, it's like, <laughs> this was homegrown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in Egypt a hundred years ago. I want like to write the, that. In the best skit. soil with compost. Yeah, what skit? Well, like, it's either, you know how, like, <laughs> there's the, it's like a... People have those, like, makeup shows where, like, someone who, like, sells makeup or whatever, like, goes to a, a, a woman's house and she has all her friends come. It's kind of like a pyramid scheme if you think about it. <laughs> but then they're just, My like, mom used to do that with jewelry. Oh, like Avon? Yeah, it's jewelry, too. Um, she has jewelry It's tar- targeted shows. towards the female gender, <laughs> which doesn't exist anymore. But, um, I don't know if that's progressive or not. <laughs> I don't know either. But, um... But... No, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. <laughs> but... <laughs> but, like, I want to write that skit of either, like, it being sold to them like that. Like, how, like, house moms would, like, look at, like, <laughs> like in jewelry. <laughs> or, it's like, it's like a drug deal. Yeah, yeah, no. Or, like, buying vapes. <laughs> like, something like that. <laughs> like, you go to your local smoke shop. But, no, it's like, it's like a, a tea... Like, oh, I got the tea. <laughs> <laughs> the tea. This is top shelf tea. And Mr. T is selling it. Yeah. This is top shelf tea. It's top shelf well, tea. Well, this particular brand of tea is not top shelf, but... Ooh, what makes you say that? It's a tea bag. And you said you weren't going to use tea bags. No, No, said I said I hate them. Explicitly that she was going to use tea bags. She did? 
I said I hate tea bags, but today's tea was in a tea bag. But it's fancy tea bags. It's low sachet. And why did you stoop down to Big T's level with these stupid fucking bags that kill turtles? Actually, these ones are reusable. Touché. Are, are tea bags <laughs> reusable? Yeah. So long as you clean them out. Oh. That's fascinating. Yeah. I always thought they were, like, meant to be disposable. Well, like Lipton tea bags are. These are, like, sachets, so it's like a, like a washable material. I'll show it to you, actually. You can pass this around to smell it. Jesus Christ, that was, man! That was great. That's, was that, that's that. That's that good tea, right? Yeah, that's, it smells like it's gone through a hundred journeys. <laughs> <laughs> what pilgrimage this one is on? <laughs> well, because that's obviously like the contrast. It's like, yeah, yeah, this smells like it's from Italy. Yeah, over the here. hard stuff is like the most tame shit. Smells They're like, like, yeah, I grew this in my backyard, and it's the best tea you've ever had. It smells like my finest garden. <laughs> should we try the tea before we get into the tea? Oh, I completely sure. forgot we should try it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It's tiny, I know. Is this culture appropriation? <laughs> uh... Only if you look at it. I'm just trying to get us canceled at this point. (laughs) I like this. Fingered. Yeah, I also like that. Why? Is it because I have this shit palette for tea bags? No, it's a fruity tea. What? What makes a fruity tea? The cherry blossom. Mmm. Now I just I shit on all those fucking people at their tea parties, but now I get it. (laughs) It is good. So can I consume the little like thing in there? What do you mean? The spoon? No, no, there's a little, like... <laughs> the dregs? Oh, hold on. There's a little black thing in there. Can I consume that? No. Oh. <laughs> that is a bomb. <laughs> I don't that know is how poison. that got in there. Did you just put it back in no, there? No, I wiped it off! <laughs> no, you can't have that. If you have a fraction <laughs> oh of this, you'll immediately combust. There you go. <laughs> Seconds later. It's not in there. Kind was never seen again. But um, green teas are similar to uh, black teas because they're sim- they're enjoyed during the morning, like after breakfast, or you can do it a little later in the afternoon after lunch. So, when it comes to the flavor of the tea, mm-hmm. which is what I'm really trying to understand, mm-hmm. if you haven't picked up on it yet, <laughs> it's fruity. Is it is it the fruity taste that makes this this feel lighter than the last one we had? No. Or is that because it's a black tea and it's brewed higher or hotter? This is because it's a green tea and it's brewed lower. <laughs> okay. Ah. I was trying to understand, like, what to associate the base. Mm-hmm. I was saying, and like the feeling fr- or taste. The so- fruity flavor is definitely an additive that is to go well with the refreshing nature of green tea. But the base determines how like smooth it is. Yes. Kind of. I feel like I learned something there. <laughs> and the black tea's heavier. Yeah, because you have to brew it at a higher, at a higher temp- temperature. Wow. Dude. Educational. <laughs> what did fucking science teach us? Witchcraft, well, actually. That, I just thought about... Literally, that was all science. Yeah, you're right. It started out as witchcraft. Witch. <laughs> science is just the modern version of witchcraft? Well, 
medicine made from herbs. No, I'm going to say, I think science was always witchcraft. Yeah. That's true. Because when women did science, it was witchcraft. You're right. When men did science, it was revolutionary. The Enlightenment. Shout out to my boy John Locke. (laughs) (laughs) Any other Enlightenment thinker? Shout out to my boy Thomas Jefferson. Don't I don't think that's right. Ben Franklin. Who was the one guy from France? Napoleon. No. He had like a S name. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Socrates? No. No, I, I thought that too. That's just another philosopher. Um, I don't know. It's probably not important. <laughs> Who's the French guy who had the most poetic ending with the gu- guillotine? The guy who became the tyrant? Napoleon died? No, no, no. no, Napoleon no. It's, not, it's, not, it's not Napoleon. It's oh. like Sir France Ferdinand? Nope, that is the guy who France Ferdinand outside of a deli. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that guy. He had a sandwich. That was the craziest thing. <laughs> I, I, I was watching, I can remember watching that. I don't remember anything from fucking freshman year, except for that shit. Yeah. Where he was, the guy was just like, he had a sandwich. And I was like, who the fuck said that? Huh? What I was like, dude, he had like a really good sub. <laughs> if you ordered my favorite thing on the menu, I took it when he died. Yeah. <laughs> but lucky me, you know, not so much for that guy. But you yeah. know, what are you going to do? Start a world war? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <sighs> Sorry, where were we at? I don't know, but can I take a minute to appreciate Newman's joke earlier about... Okay, so... You got this buddy. Yeah, well, we should establish that we have a larger friend group. Oh, yeah. And we plan to spend... It's not just us three losers. I mean, (laughs) a holiday together. And uh, I was like, yeah, you guys want me to, like, write a a little D&D campaign one-shot for us to play. And, you know someone responded I was like oh that's a great idea and then I was like well it doesn't have to be D&D it could just be like like just like any type of game I can just host it or whatever and my friend Newman responded in their little snapchat group chat he goes Russian Roulette's a really good one shot game <laughs> and I just thought it's really, it's really good I thought it was so I, I didn't laugh but I was like that's really good I like that I was with him when he opened that <laughs> your response to it and he was like an asshole. <laughs> good. Because you were like, I didn't laugh at it, but it's really good. <laughs> well, it Which does sound passive aggressive. <laughs> like, I know you meant well, but it was like, yeah, you're like, yeah, I didn't laugh, but like, that's good, dude. <laughs> well, because to me, it's about the art of the joke. It's not about... No, I completely agree with you, but I understand why he would be like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, no, I, no, I get it. Can I have more tea? Yeah. Yeah, can I have some too? Yeah. We're actually asking for seconds. That should that should say a lot. Can yeah. we do our first? Yeah. Some fruity motherfuckers. Like a, well, it's only it's 2023. Okay. Calm it down. Hey, can I also have more honey? Where did that go? I, where'd the honey? Oh, I put sugar in it. Oh, you put sugar in it? Yeah. I thought you put honey in it. No, I put honey in it first time, but I'm having you try it with sugar this time. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, you did that last time. Yeah, I that. <laughs> Sir? Did you know that you're actually drinking on decaffeinated coffee crystals? Sir, do you realize that you are not drinking regular coffee, but Colombian decaffeinated coffee crystals? What? I said, you're drinking Colombian decaf coffee crystals. Fun fact, I can turn that into a latte too. Really? Yeah. 
dude. Gavin, you got so excited. <laughs> I felt my dick move. That's how like that's that's how like excited I got. <laughs> I was like, Watson. Isn't that isn't it crazy when that happens? Just yeah. Like, it doesn't it doesn't happen often for me, but when it does Especially do, a beverage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one's ever liked Jaderate. <laughs> well, more not. Somebody yeah. surely is. Oh my god. <laughs> Tell me about this tea. Okay. Yeah. Tell him some history about it now. I love history. Which I'm gonna have to read like right off of this, because there's a lot of words. The roots of this tea run deep into Southeast Asia, as well as as well as China. Again, like most teas, the first like brewing process of this is speculated, but it's widely accepted. That um, the first use of green tea as a tea instead of a medicinal herb was, what was the exact era? 2737 BC. 2737 BC. During oh. the reign of Emperor Xiong. I cannot imagine what that is like. <laughs> That's how <laughs> no old idea. That is. I have no fucking clue. Oh, just wait, because Xiong, a mythical figure. Excuse me? He's a mythical figure. Who is? Xiong, the Xiong? emperor. Mythical figure. Like he didn't exist? Is he an episode topic that I could have? <laughs> yeah. Is this debated? He's Yeah, he's considered a god. What do you mean? Because he's like the god of medicinal herbs and like agriculture. But he's so a real they call, god? They called inventors like gods back then? I mean, that makes I sense. Don't, I see, I don't know if he was like fully a real guy or if he was just... I would assume there's probably someone that's based on him. They just gave him the name Emperor Xiong. Hmm. The whole legend behind him discovering green tea, I think you will both giggle at. I would love to giggle. I enjoy a good giggle. Mm -hmm. I hate that giggle. The story begins. <laughs> him and his little convoy are going on a like a a quest, right? I love that you're, I love that you're telling this story like that. <laughs> All of a sudden, when they're resting, you know, he's got his cup of hot water. Mm -hmm. To like sit to soothe, soothe his throat, yeah. all of a sudden these tea, these leaves oh, fall from the sky. The <laughs> a breeze carries them, and they rest gently in his cup. This is something that goes to Tsushima. This isn't real. <laughs> was it boiling water you was sipping, or? Well, it's hot water. It doesn't yeah, have to be boiling. It's green tea. Look at me. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be high yeah. because it's green tea. I didn't bring this to a boil. This was not brought to a boil. This is just steamed. No. So well. he steamed his fucking water? How'd he do that? Rub it a lot? <laughs> Press two sticks against to it? They had pots, Gavin. fire, I thought you said he was on horseback in the fucking woods. He's a convoy. He's rich. He's an emperor. <laughs> I'm literally imagining a ronin traveling with a fucking sword. But this, but this motherfucker didn't know. He didn't no. notice the change of his watercolor. <gasps> so he took a sip and was delighted with the flavors he found, the refreshing nature of the leaves. I'm so happy with that line read. <laughs> I'm happy you're telling the story this way. Right? This is this is exactly That can just be over like a montage of shit. And his dude. quest got overshadowed in search for these tea leaves. What? He wanted more. Addicted? He, See, these he brought drugs. it. He caffeine in a man. Yeah. Know. He brought it. He inter he integrated this shit into his his culture. They are drugs. <laughs> What was it, an opiate crisis over there? In yeah. Asia? yeah. To think that opiates are going to be... But this is the first... <laughs> at some point. 
This was the first ever recorded process of tea being brewed. What do you mean? Like, the oldest record of green tea being brewed is that legend. It's a story. Fuck. <laughs> There's just so much you have to siphon through to find that out. Yeah. To be like, nah, this is the first. <laughs> and then on, like, further down the line, during the... Which dynasty? As far as 3,000 years ago, the... Tang Dynasty, I believe. Tang. It's fit, yeah, the Tang Dynasty. They're fifth century around. Fifth century. Fifth century Tang Dynasty. So they survived for five centuries. I believe the bloodline did. God yes. Damn. Imagine being ruled by the same fuckers for five hundred <laughs> years. Imagine being the last one and knowing it. <laughs> but it became into. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> But it became integrated. (laughs) Sorry, go on. No, you're fine. It became integrated into their culture as a social pastime, and they began doing tea ceremonies. Which tea ceremonies? Tea ceremonies are kind of more intense. This, but they have like a whole process of doing it. I don't know the whole process yet. I was going to save that for a later episode for a different tea set that I have. Honestly, we should get some tea pets, man. I have one. You have one. It's a little dragon. A literal fucking dragon for our cult? <laughs> can we ride him? Absolutely not. No. And some artwork we can. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, got I got new oil paints. What? I got new oil paints. I can paint this. <laughs> yeah, no can one... Gavin be, like, shirtless and very, very buff? <laughs> very skinny. A skeleton. Holding, like, a black sword. With a long flowing, this doesn't be Kevin, but with long flowing. This is nothing like me. This is the person I wish I was. Conan, basically. On a dragon with a sword. I have to place my microphone down to uh, demonstrate how they do this in the tea ceremonies. (laughs) That was the full image. (laughs) To be clear. (laughs) It's just. You read it on a resume? Like, where do you see yourself (laughs) in like 10 years? Oh, dragon, super buff. Long hair with a black sword. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I'm liking this episode. Yeah, really funny. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm so happy I have this now. So I can look back on it when I'm feeling like shit. Yeah. Oh my god. So can our patrons. Oh. Sorry, Haley. No, you're fine. Continuing with the tea ceremony. I don't know much about that. So I was going to save it for a later episode to with a different teapot that I have because I feel oh. like it's more fitting for the, the whole process. Okay. But, um... There's only, like, one thing that sticks out in my mind that I, like, learned about them, and, um, it's towards the end of the tea, like, uh, I, 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 I. I have to demonstrate <laughs> <laughs> Towards the end of the tea ceremony, when you're getting to the last drops of the tea, instead of, uh, just putting it aside, you get every last drop out, and they are the sweetest drops of the tea, so you try to balance them evenly throughout all of the cups. Oh, that, that's so honorable. I know. I love that. And then the flavor profile of this, obviously, is fruity, 
with like an airy texture, not texture, but an airy feeling. It's more smooth going down than the black tea. Yes. That's what I understood it as. I'm very happy. I understand that. Mm-hmm. And the flavors that pair well are melons, such as what we have here, which is honeydew. <laughs> Just because I hate cantaloupe. I'm so sorry. I will mourn that loss later. Yeah, I, f- I, feel, I feel this. And I'm like, I don't know. I have to spread my mouth. <laughs> really? Yeah. But fun fact, these actually, uh, green teas, are said to pair well with barbecue. Like with any, That's like, fascinating. yeah, with I like would... cooked chicken and turkey with like you know seasons. What? We should try that. I, yeah. I will work on it. Trust me. Really? Wonderful mm-hmm. news. And then uh, it also... I might not have a story for that. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to be eating. That <laughs> that's, our, that's our mukbang episode. Probably. But it also pairs well with seafoods. Archived, to be clear. Chocolates, which is why matcha works so well with white chocolate. Hmm. But um, grapes, blueberries, and then I liked pears personally because I feel like it adds to the fruity flavor with the cherry blossom in it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, is the pear just a bad apple? I love pears. I know, but I look at this and I'm like, this is a, a, an apple that just has leprosy or something. I don't know. I look at this and I think, I when I taste That's pears a weapon. from a can, they seem to be a lot better than this. I love this more than pears in a better. can. They are more like, maybe because they sit in their own fluid. They have a more flavor to me. That's maybe not their own fluid. Like, That's sugar water. Yeah, it might just be sugar. Sugar's fine with me, man. <laughs> That's most of America. <laughs> I love actual... Well, I love raw pear. Raw pear. That's right. We're going raw this episode. <laughs> Just like Zach Baggins. We're not slitting our wrists, though. Because <laughs> we are pussies. <laughs> Operation Zammy is a go. Huh? Zammy? Zammy Whammy! <laughs> I'm gonna need that voice clip later. You can get it yourself when it goes off. <laughs> no, I can't. Nah, nah, nah. I don't have OBS. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, when do you bring bros today? Well, I mean, if we don't know what the bit is with me yet. What am I? You're, you're, the, you're, you're Space Master Gavin. Space Master. Yeah, but my thing doesn't really relate to space <laughs> right now. At least the thing I brought. I'm like, this doesn't relate to space. Or maybe it could. Never mind. Let's go with it. I'm space no, master. No, no. Time Master Gavin sounds so much better to me. But I don't deal with time, really, do I? Yeah. Well, try to get that bug. Bug? Yeah, you went like... I thought you were trying to oh, kill no, that bug. Oh, no, no. That was a, a bit for one person who'll never watch this. Alright. Um. So, I'm Time Master Gavin. And I bring news of... Of all times. Of the oddities of time. <laughs> Um, we'll work on it. Yeah, yeah, we're rolling with it. We'll, we'll rewrite, re-edit. Nothing is sacred. Everything is permitted. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is sacred. Everything is permitted. The whole the 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 autistic trinity. I bring news of this demon that's been plaguing our lands. That might not be real, but I want to think is real because it'd be cool. How our is our. Like our mean? lands, or like our in like the, the oh, general sense? Our in the general sense. Okay. The universe, our lands. Oh, like most of them local. I was impressed. Oh, no, 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 no. Nothing goes Soon. on around here in. Nothing goes on around here in Washington, D.C., <laughs> where we film this. 
In Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. The big old D.C. District of something. I was thinking of Dick Cubine, but <laughs> I guess that works too. You say Dick Cubine? Dick Cubine. Like a concubine, but with a dick? Well, or, I, I, I heard like porcupine, dick cubine. No, no, I'm thinking of a place that like stores dicks, like Raiders of the Lost Ark, that <laughs> area 51. And like silos? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dick cube. You open it up and, it's, and they just flop out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Charlie's Closet. <laughs> so I talk about paranormal stuff because I really like the paranormal. Um, and last episode, we got talking about bears, and I kind of just want to talk about bears more. And I, you always want to talk about bears. Um, I guess that's where I'll start off. Bears are fucking awesome. That Dude, that video you sent me of fucking the bear climbing onto the tree <laughs> to get to a birdhouse that was on the He's doing trapeze, man. It, it was like the Flying Graysons. Like doing... Especially when there's two bears in one cave. <sighs> we don't talk about them. Those fucking idiots. <laughs> I, I just wanted to see your face. Those talentless hacks. <laughs> Those people who haven't achieved anything. I'm totally not projecting. Um, <laughs> um, and I, I wanted to look up, like, bear cryptids or, like, like ghost bear. And I was like, I wonder if anyone's ever spotted a fucking ghost bear. Like, someone's gonna be on Reddit, and they're gonna be like, a fucking ghost bear showed up in my house <laughs> to deliver my package. You know what yeah. a solar bear is? No. Me neither. As I was going through that, I found that there was something a lot more more interesting than just a fucking stupid bear spirit. Um, what I found in place of that was the phantom kangaroo. Oh no. <clears throat> you went from bear to kangaroo. Well, I didn't. The internet did. Um, and I'm fine with it, because I like what I found. Alright. So, I got a lot of this information from X-Project Paranormal Magazine. <laughs> I know it's not the most credible source, but it is a source nonetheless. <laughs> this article was written in January 30th of 1999. <laughs> I hate you. Why? I got this real magazine written 24 years ago. <laughs> the article goes on to elaborate that the phantom uh, kangaroo um, was like a cryptid that was spotted around like 1957 to 1967. That was like the biggest span. And it was in Minnesota of Coon Rapids. Um, Wait. You say Minnesota? Minnesota is where there was fucking a, Minnesota. a ghost kangaroo. Yes, they're only they're spotted in America only. That's why it's called a phantom kangaroo. It's like the spirit of dead Aussies because, on our land. Well, that's like, it's like the scary thing is like you're like you're not expecting to go out to the wilderness in America and then see a kangaroo, something that is an ethereal kangaroo. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of where the idea of phantom comes from, this kind of phantom kangaroo. Because some people just think they're real fucking kangaroos, and they just, like, slip in through time dimensions, and then just, like, hop around. And they're just like, that's a phantom kangaroo, it doesn't belong here. How did it get here? Like, the Madagascar situation of getting shipped in the box <laughs> while a penguin hijacks your boat? Probably not. It came through a timeline. Like, <laughs> you said that, like, Eminem finishing a bar. <laughs> And I can't blame them, because if I saw a kangaroo in Atlanta, I would shit my pants. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. In but Minnesota. Even though that was the biggest spike of it, it was in Minnesota. 
Um, it's what do you from, mean biggest spike? What well, happened? Because it's been it's been cited throughout. It's been reported multiple times. Throughout a century. Was it just the same kangaroo. A century. The first sighting was in 1899 of a phantom kangaroo, and it was just like the story of like a, a rancher coming out and then just like walking out and then some, you know he hears a rustling in the cattle and then he comes like he goes to there's the there's a bar. kangaroo kicking the shit out of his cows I don't know if it was kicking the shit out of it or like I mean it's a kangaroo so like it definitely could just go like and then just like puncture its lungs but like <laughs> but like I, I think the, I think it said like it was like 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 a vampire like sucking on it and oh. then it got spotted and then bounced away probably so is this like the midwest chupacabra i was about to say kind of it but it's a kangaroo think of it as a regular kangaroo it does say it has paranormal <laughs> so um, almost powers. the whole vampire true well You're i like a super vampire dude there did come a time where i did think that like man the kangaroo is that's that's a cryptid that got explained away yeah. Like, think about, think if you found a fucking kangaroo in, like, a FromSoft game, that would be the thing that scares you because it's Dude. almost, it's, like, it's close to man, but it's also a beast. It's, like, it's, like, 75% man, but it's got some beast in it. You ever watch Kangaroo Jack? Yes! It's fucking awful. But... I love the animated one. I, I always saw advertisements for that, and I was like, I had it this on, isn't, this. I had it on VHS. 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 Oh my fucking god. But yeah, kangaroos are scary. <laughs> kangaroo Jack is supposed to be this like cool Cheeto eating like kangaroo. Out. He's definitely mimicked after the Cheeto man. Um, but like the, the Cheeto? Yeah. Chester the Cheeto? I mean if you look at them, they're very similar. The vibe they have sunglasses and they're animals that stand on two legs with tails. One wears an orange sweatshirt, the other is orange. I just I think I think they get around in the same clip. Have you seen I mean. kangaroo babies? What do you mean? Like in the pouch? No. Oh wait, when you like they like look inside and it's just like, it's like <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it, it isn't it. That's what I'm saying, dude. They That's get fed crazy. milk through a tube. Well, so do we. I know, but like, there's a special tube that literally just produces milk from inside the pouch. Does it feed like a gerbil? Yes. Um. Even though it was spotted mainly in. What was it? Wisconsin? Minnesota? Minnesota. How Minnesota. do you not know your own story? Minnesota. I'm, so, I'm not a great note taker. No, um, but it was it was also spotted in California, Illinois, Wisconsin, Tennessee, Oklahoma, Ohio, and so I guess it is... Where? Clo- I, I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm working with, with what, what is it, ex-paranormal fucker? <laughs> You didn't do further research based on this? No, I did. And it led me down a cool rabbit hole. Okay, good. Well, keep going. But, uh, but like, I... Listen, dude. I, I, I gotta come clean with you. I don't think there's phantom kangaroos. <laughs> I don't think anyone in Ohio saw a phantom kangaroo. What do you mean? The article said... That it's there? Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know it said that. You're telling me this incredible source that you're getting all of your information from... To talk about something I find probably wasn't right about something. Yeah. Whoa. My favorite sources are the ones that are biased. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. One guy supposedly hit a phantom kangaroo with his car. And another wasn't a phantom. Did the kangaroo go flying well, like the moose? The guy elaborates to say that neither the person who hit the kangaroo or the kangaroo were found or heard from. So I was just like. 
Who is this? He took him in the Wait, dimension so with him. They got, right? Who it, is this mystery, mystery person? Like, did you watch it? Yeah, were you like peeking up from the bushes? And, and then you, you were like, oh my god, it's a phantom kangaroo. And oh my god, just, it's like, real. Ran? And it, get, it, it gets hit by a car. Can you imagine you're a, a kangaroo that jumped into another timeline and you get hit by a fucking car? <laughs> well, that's the thing, like... They're like deer down Family there. guy death pose. If you, there's like kangaroo crossing signs so you don't get fucking bodied by a kangaroo in your car. That You know, there might be one there now because of this incident. That'd be so that's fucking like, That's funny. like the star on the ground that, where JFK that, got shot. Yeah. <laughs> but, for, but for a kangaroo. That, that, Gavin, you gotta just explore all of Ohio and find the, the kangaroo Fuck, crossing the sign. sign. It's gonna be like etched that, in the That's our street. quest. Oh my god, we're gonna find the phantom kangaroo. That's how. That's the documentary that gets made about. I like that shirt, like just like the a ghost kangaroo crossing sign. Phantom kangaroo is definitely the documentary that gets made about us when we go missing, trying to find the phantom kangaroo, (laughs) and we just find our tape afterwards. (laughs) 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 We're like Blair Witch Project. Oh yeah, this was also fascinating to me though. Um, I got this from another source called Cryptid Wiki. Again, I understand this might sound bad. But is it like a forum? <laughs> Wait, say it again. It sounds like a record scratch. It's cryptid wiki. Cryptid wiki. That's something Eminem says on the real Slim Shady. Like that, that, that would definitely show up on his first album. <laughs> it's one of the things in the background. In the background, of, I don't give a fuck. No, he definitely says that in like the last or one of the rap battles in uh, Eight Mile. Clarence just fucking balls into tears and digs himself a hole, <laughs> buries himself off like a Looney Tune. Digs himself a hole on the stage, but very fast. <laughs> Again, Looney Tune style. And then just dives back. He just like <laughs> puts it all over him with his giant ass hand. But the Cryptid Wiki said that some of these sightings of the Phantom Kangaroo. Actually, for the description of an extinct type of giant short-faced kangaroo called... I'm gonna try again. I'm sorry if I offended any short-faced kangaroo by getting this name wrong. <laughs> Wait, short-faced kangaroo is also definitely a racial slur. Yeah, yeah no, I was... <laughs> but... You can determine who it towards who it's towards. My coworker said, "If you keep talking to me like that, I'm gonna leave your teeth up today." And oh I'm shit! Fucking that sounds like a Shakespeare line. <laughs> um, God, I need to use that. Teeth up. Teeth dude. up. Yeah. Next customer that pisses me off, I'm gonna leave you teeth up, buddy. Yeah, keep talking. Fucker, you see those teeth? They're gonna be up. <laughs> your teeth ain't gonna be down no more. <laughs> um. But again, it's called the Procopotondon. Say it with me now. Procopotondon. Procopot. I did not spell this wrong. Okay, I, 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 I'm I sure that I try to read the word. No, because I I got chicken scratch. Okay, I'm I'm self conscious. Those are hieroglyphs over there. P R O. Pro. C O P. Cop. Cop. T O D. T-O-D? T-O-D. Todd? <laughs> Toad? O-N. Procroptodon? Procroptodon. Procroptodon. We got there. We got there. <laughs> Did we? Is that, is that what you spelled? I just tried. Yeah. Okay, That's cool. what I spelled. Procroptodon. anybody. <laughs> um, and I just found that fascinating to either think that it's like a kangaroo that got itself like through a wormhole or either like the ghost of also like I was trying to think of like well what could it be? I was like, maybe it's a kangaroo that got Madagascar. Sure, 
And then I was like, maybe it's the interdimensional time hopping. And I was like, well, maybe it's a, a ghost of a kangaroo that was in a circus or some shit. What do you mean by interdimensional inter- inter- time hopping? I mean, I would. I just assume yeah, it's like in a different time. Is that something that people like go into? No, that's just something I'm saying because I I, I understand what is in my head. <laughs> like I'm just thinking of it as as like you're traveling through time, but you're like going through dimensions. And this kangaroo just has the ability to do that for some reason because of the way the universe and then he works. And you get car. Yeah, I mean, he can just, he can just <laughs> explore the world as this kangaroo because they're like some mystical symbol that we oh, don't understand. Like, what we believe after death. Kind of, yeah. And but they're like there's some symbol that we can't understand yet. Maybe this is getting added to the lore. <laughs> kangaroos are a symbol for some reason because they can hop through dimensions. Now I gotta get a kangaroo tea pet. And kangaroos are the only ones who can hop through dimensions until we find another one that hops through dimensions because we probably will find one. <laughs> but then I was also like, well, it could just be a circus animal, like because you know, but a dead one, like it is a ghost. Like let's say it's a ghost, but it came from the circus. Um, but then I also, but then there was also like, what, what else? Yeah, it's right. No, that's not there. (laughs) See, I don't take good notes. Um, yeah, I was like, well, but then other people were like, well, maybe it broke out from a zoo. But then on cryptozoology or whatever the fuck wiki is called, uh, the only, it said the only documented escape of a, sorry, rue, they make sure (laughs) to use that term. And I don't feel extremely comfortable saying that. But we're gonna continue with it. Uh, the only documented like uh, thing of like a rue escaping it was written down in 1968. The only one ever, ever oh, documented. And I find that hard to believe. <laughs> that is an interesting. Like he said, rue, and it made me think of how um, my grandma. Someone thought she was being racist when she was saying coon at work. And she was just talking oh, about how she had to shoot a coon in the barn because oh, it kept no. trying to get into her trash. Oh. Oh, and she's no. like, what? No, I'm talking about a damn raccoon. I mean, at first I started to think about, like, well, how many zoos are there in the United States? A lot. There's no more pandas in them. But that's no more I mean. pandas? Did you know about it? I didn't know about it. Wait, there's no more pandas in zoos? Oh, yeah. So China took all the pandas back for the not-friendly countries. Oh, I heard about this. So oh. they just, like... There's no, there's no pandas in America now, or nothing, no China pandas. If in this isn't a sign to side with them, I don't know what is. <laughs> you know, I actually went into the ethics and I thought about it the other day. Like, <laughs> of saving the pandas? No, but like, what's stopping us from just like teaming up with like China and taking over the world? It's a good question. Like, why not? We already try to control all of it. If we just time- teamed up with someone who hated us, I'm sure we could get it done. And then stab them in the back when, once it's all y- Yeah, because I mean, cause we're going to think they're going to do it to us, so yeah, we're going to yeah. do it first. Well, I just think it's pretty agree. It's like, <laughs> I, I want it. It's mine. Yeah. It's the, the, the girl Corporate greed. Send us your money to cleanse. But I was trying to think of the actual statistics for that. Like, well, how many kangaroos are in a zoo? How many zoos are there out there in the world? I don't think many animals escape from zoos, though, in general. Right? Not it's anymore. a low chance. And that's what I'm, I was... Again, I don't know. I mean, I, I wish I we had like Tristan here so we could like work Dude. out the statistics where he's like, "Well, if there's this many zoos and two kangaroos per zoo, and then that would leave ten thousand kangaroos." 
Dude, and my... if you take into consideration, in 1994, there was a zookeeper shortage, so... <laughs> right? It all goes into it. And it's like, well, the possibility of... So that's w- going to skew as an outlier in our data set, so, you know, we, we can't... We gotta ignore that one. We gotta have him po- as a guest. I have a fourth oh, teacup yeah. to this set. But then, like, then he's like, and the possibility of Rue escaping is 7%, I would say. But I'm wondering if it's that low. You think so? It, it might be, because how I, many I, animals escape from a zoo? Honestly, that seems high to me, because of how many animals escape from a zoo. I don't know. But I don't think it's, like, 40. No. I wish I wish we were big enough so, like, a zookeeper could be like, <laughs> hey, you idiots. He'll find <laughs> He knows all the statistics. He's like Edward Enigma. Just, like, he's just obsessed with zoos. It's 0.97% chance for a roo to escape on any given day. I would just ask, like, okay... What about a gorilla? <laughs> Just wait next episode. What about a fish? <laughs> my bear lore runs deep. What do you mean? My great-grandma Dorothy. <laughs> Which? Great-grandma Dorothy. Is she the one that got turned into the bear and brave? <laughs> no, but when she... Okay, so she would go to the that's zoos. Grandma <laughs> no, that's Grandma Webb. Oh. Madam Webb? What Gra- the fuck? <laughs> Gra- Grandma Webb. I can't wait for that movie. <laughs> but- that's a movie? Great Grandma oh, yeah. Dorothy. I don't know if it, if show or movie. Sorry, we're talking no, about that. You're fine. Great uh, Grandma Dorothy. She goes to go to the zoo all the time. <laughs> Toledo Zoo. This was back before they had like... Actually, No, they had bears. <laughs> they didn't know they existed. They had <laughs> bears, but they weren't like put away like they are now. You know, like, you know, when zoos were less safe. Oh, so they were just like roaming the zoo. Not roaming, but they could have easily been. What? But... What? what kind of world is this? The animals just roam the streets. (laughs) But she would get these bears to do like tricks by using. (laughs) Fucking witch, dude. She she trained them to do it, or did the staff? Because if she did it, I would blow my fucking mind. Could you imagine being going into work the next day and the bear can juggle? Be like, what the the fuck is going on? But she would sway them with gumdrops. The bear, can, the bear can suddenly balance on a ball. He has a Rubik's Dude, cube. they'd stand up and do like the whole like, like, come here, give it to me thing with their paw because for these fucking gumdrops. I mean, they do know that. Like, I'm sure you've seen this video. She had them doing circles too. She had them like spinning around, twirling. I mean, they understand that like if they do this stuff, they'll get they'll food. They'll get food, yeah. yeah. I mean, have you seen those videos? Where he catches the fucking... Yeah. That the, too. Yeah. But the videos of like bear... Like, Bus tours in like the woods where these bears like bears see the are bus very smart. I don't know if they walk up to it, like a, like a human would. Yeah, like, oh, standing yeah, on their like two feet, the, yeah. they'll know they'll get treats. So bears they are very to smart. Do when they see buses, because it's gonna get them food. It's easy food. But yeah, she'd have them doing fucking Lazy tricks and all that. <laughs> Why do you think Winnie the Pooh is the way he is? Pantless crop top. He's depressed? Pantless. I don't know. Pantless. I don't like thinking about that, it's so true that he doesn't wear pants. But to think of like. I don't know. Someone with the Mickey body... Mickey Mouse nips out all the time, Someone dude. with the body proportions of Sam, of like Pam from Stardew Valley was like, no. I have still no never seen on. anything from Stardew Valley. You're a menace. Me? Yeah, Stardew Valley's... A... You literally called... You literally called me a Stardew Valley character. Why do I need to play it's, it when I already so am one? True. Everyone who's played the game is going, oh my god, they're so right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, once they know her, for sure, they'll be like, yeah... Especially with the whole tattoo thing. That's definitely like a Stardew Valley like add-on. He's like a mix of Abigail and Leah. Who? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. 
need to look these people up on our break. You gotta play the game. No. No, yes. play the game. No. Oh, Buy it for me. There's gonna be one time where all we talk about is Stardew Valley, because, okay. like, Concerned Ape comes out with his new Do game. not do that for my Christmas present. Let's do it. Why is that Don't. Coming? Do we know when that's happening? 31st. Really? I thought we all agreed on 31st. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. We're talking about, we're talking about man shit. The, the haunted <laughs> chocolatier? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, soon. Like the what? I think next year. If it's not... the Stardew Valley's creator's next game. Oh. Yeah. I want to get the board game. The board game's so cute, dude. All right? It's so just. Mm. It's so oh, it's so awesome dude, to see watched... that type of physical media. Look. Yeah, dude. I watched like a video on it, and it's just like, it just made me happy. Right. I was like, this is. It's beautiful. It's, it's just like a, it's like a cute little game. I love it. What device do I need for Stardew Valley? Any Switch, PlayStation. I, I can buy it for you on your phone. Yeah. Don't, no. Don't play the phone version. No, yeah. Please don't. But like, we should make a world. <laughs> the three of us. The three of us. Yeah. I'd be so down. That could be our our cult farm. <laughs> we could name it something. Uh, it's we have to do like a let's play if we're gonna do that though. I'm so down with that. I mean, me too. You finally get to download OBS, you fucker. <laughs> it's expensive. Touche. You're already buying me Stardew Valley. I mean, that's fair. What about Stardew Valley? <laughs> <laughs> so what's up with this ghost unicorn uh, thing? Yeah, what were we talking about again? The stupid fucking <laughs> the, the, the spectral rue. Some people just think that this thing is just a full-on fucking specimen. Like a new specimen that isn't, hasn't been classified yet. So what full is Full-on cryptid idea Can thing you, I was talking about. What does it look like? A kangaroo. There's literally a painting out there of, like, just a kangaroo in the fucking woods. Flash the It's just a kangaroo? Yeah. But it's, it's, it is a weird picture because it's not supposed to be in the fucking woods. Like, America woods. <laughs> I, I just don't understand, like... It's just a kangaroo. It's a kangaroo. The phantom part is that it's displaced. It's, it's well, like, I, I was reading two different, like, versions of it where it was like, yeah, it's like a ghost or like a... Like a know, spectral. Paranormal like... aspect or like time hop or whatever the fuck it mm. is. But then there are people just going like, no, these are considered phantom kangaroos because it's like, we're calling these phantom kangaroos because they actually exist and they're real kangaroos that are out there, but, like... We're just calling them phantom ones because that's the classification for it because it doesn't belong in that area. You know how a bunch of a bunch of missing people like occur. Well, I mean, I, sorry, I was just gonna side tangent because I heard about all Go like, ahead. the thousand fucking missing teenagers from Cleveland this year. What? Oh my god! You guys didn't know about that? No. A check just make sure we're getting this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, a thousand teenagers like in Cleveland, Ohio went. Just um, missing? missing this year, just gone. Oh my fucking god! Yeah, and they don't know what happened. Ooh, okay. I, I mean, human trafficking, probably. You know, oh yeah, here Ohio is really bad for that. It, yeah. It's one of the hot spots, dude. It's so bad. From and, what I understand. Uh, why do you think I carry a taser in my purse when I leave work? Why do you think I learned nunchucks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm who they want, dude. Me for sex trafficking. I'm like the Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> the only thing saving me right now is a hand tattoo and red hair. Yeah. Um, Definable characteristics. Yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I, I, it, since I know it's probably human trafficking, it made me feel bad that I was like, well, what if it is paranormal? <laughs> yeah. I, I thought of the, like, the story that I could it's write. paranormal it like, how fucking freaky human traffickers vanish. are. Where do they go? No one knows. But someone has a clue. <laughs> 
That's someone And they're coming for you. <laughs> Scooby Doo. <laughs> just that's new Scooby Doo movie. I completely lost my train of thought about what I was talking about disappearing. A thousand kids disappearing. But before that, I was. In Cleveland. Before that, we were talking about something I cannot. Ruse. Ruse. I don't know. This is unfortunate. Damn it. <laughs> Run it back. Yeah, yeah. Rewind the footage. Sure. <laughs> um. Phantom Ruse, I guess. I oh, know. okay, okay. Um. So as I was researching Phantom Kangaroos, mm. I ended up going down a much, uh, a rabbit hole that I didn't think I was going to go down because I was like, I never thought me wanting to find a bear spirit would lead me here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, it turns out that when I, as soon as I click over to page two of Google, which to, to some is a library of Alexandria all to itself. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's basically yeah, You're running deep, dude. Yeah, exactly. It's uncharted territory. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I learn that the first thing that comes up is an anthology series. What, the Phantom Kangaroo? Titled Phantom Kangaroo. Phantom Kangaroo is an anthology series of poems that gets released every three years. It contains poems about the paranormal, uh, paranormal, the occult, the mystical, and everything uh, shrouded in mystery. You gotta read one of these out. I'm reading their description for how they're selling their book. <laughs> That's awesome. This, this is how they're selling it. Hope I um, get it for you for Christmas. Oh my god. I, I, I was like, am I going to buy this? Like, I, I, was, I was researching it, because I was like, I would. I, this is right on my alley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this type of shit. Um, but I was like, I just got done Christmas shopping, so I was like, nah, I know, I can't spend anymore. <laughs> so, I was immediately interested in, like, in this, and I kept going through page two of Google, and mm. it was like, all, 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 it was all Phantom Kangaroo shit of the anthology <laughs> series, and it was explaining how, like, uh, through those three years, I, like, um, for, there's, like, 30 editions yeah. to this. Um, and I think one of them is, like, a big anthology of, like, 200, um, poems that they have accumulated over the years. 13 of those poems get added to, like, each edition, I'm pretty sure. And okay. you can, anybody can submit a poem, I'm, pre I'm pretty sure. <laughs> as long as they just surround, like, something paranormal. And oh, I will make it in. Followers, right? <laughs> followers, start start writing, damn it. Um, and I was just like, only well, if you're good though. Don't <laughs> write like trash poems. And... We want good fan fiction. That's what this podcast is. Good fan fiction. <laughs> Basically, I can call myself good fan fiction. This is wonderful news. Good fiction know. of the fan. Do you think it's good? It's the true burden of the artist, honestly, is that you never think you're good enough. Tell me about it. <laughs> um, Doing my mother's tattoo today. <laughs> um, but I was just like, this is either something that's really fucking cool, or something that's really pretentious. <laughs> um, because I was just like, well, if you can do anything, we're gonna get a lot of, like, possible pretentious fucks who are coming in here and being like, water, what does it mean? And I'm just like, okay, this is not what I wanted. Um, but I think a person who wrote a poem, I think this is an excerpt from um, one of the poems that was in a... Uh, a uh, Collection. Yeah, that came out in 2010. And it reads like this. This is word for word. Phantom Kangaroo was born in 2010. I had read about strange occurrences of kangaroos appearing in areas where they should not be. 
They were described as ghost-like visible for only seconds before disappearing or hopping through walls. Some speculate they are aliens or spirits hunting us from another dimension. Someone suggested animal teleportation. Maybe they bounce in and out of existence. Whatever they are, these phantom kangaroos are an omen, a cryptic warning that you will soon be falling into the unknown. They seem to say, I am real, and I am a hoax. And so are you. Sometimes poems seems to say the same thing. Phantom kangaroo is a space of these poems. The otherworldly, mystical, bizarre. Wait, so what was that? It's either a poem that was written in this, or... Like, like, a, like their description for that collection. For what this is. Okay. I think it's that. That that makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah, I think it's them being like, this is what this is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they mean by, I mean, I, I assume they mean that Phantom Kangaroo was started in 2010. Because he found Phantom Kangaroos and he was just like... I'm just like he got so inspired by the idea of like a kangaroo bouncing around Wisconsin, so he had to make like a poem anthology series. I mean, that's beautiful. I mean, it really is when you think it's about pure it. Pure dedication. I almost I now I honestly feel like kangaroo should be a symbol in our cult because <laughs> <laughs> when I put it like that, it really is something beautiful that you can just see like a kangaroo sign in America and be like, it jumps through existence. <laughs> yeah, we have to find our kangaroo. You're right. You're right. But I think I'm done. Alrighty. A little break? Yeah. Alright. Well, we sure hope you enjoyed that break. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, what's our advertiser again? Um, Us. Go watch more of Us anywhere. I really like that. We're starting a band soon. <laughs> Go listen to our music. If it's out. And if it's not out, wait. It's called... Good things are worth waiting for, baby. It's called Creep by Radiohead. (laughs) Got really bright. It sure did. (laughs) 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 You said creep and and the light intensified like on me for some reason. I don't know what you're trying to say. You got spotted like Snake. (laughs) 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 Don't die. Oh no, I, I would never... But I mean, I, I would. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be able to explore the universe with my soulmate. But now it's time for the Spectruminal Viewing. Now, what is the Spectruminal Viewing, you might ask? Well, Haley, would you like to explain a little bit? Our lovely friend over here explores the universe and views through other people. You have to talk to Mike. <laughs> it's fine. Yes, he gets a glimpse from the cosmos and recites... Uh, the tale of a soul out there in the universe going through their life or possible afterlife. What has he seen today? Let's find out. I'm receiving an aura. The, the color of this aura, it's, it's a cooler color. It's, it's not a primary, it's a, it's a, it's like a like a green. I'm seeing a green. Green aura. Huh. Oh my god. Now did that come from the cosmos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It shows up. It, it, it like teleports into your yeah. into your shirt. It's like uh thank you. Mm-hmm. It's like a owl mail or something from Harry Potter. It just appears. Is that how it works? Not at all. 
Okay. But, like, the letters from Harry Potter, they kind of just appear. But they also have owls, so mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense to me. So they're, they're, they're sent by owl. Well, well no, because, like, you know, because I've been playing a lot of Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah. So mm-hmm. What do you think of it? Oh, there's so it's, many It's thoughts. okay to get into this. I guess. He's got a little bit of a heart on. I, I want to well, hear about okay, it. Okay, so, uh, I love it and I hate it. Why is that? Okay, um... So there's a lot about the game that I adore, and that's just the fact that you're you're a little wizarding student in this mm-hmm. cool magic world, and you get to explore these like different places and areas and see just like this little world, and I love it. It's it's fun. And uh, I kind of want to establish with the viewer that like you're not a Harry Potter fan. Not really. No, I was like a Harry Potter adjacent. Like I <laughs> I know a lot about it in a some some senses, but I'm not like a, a no, fan. No, I feel you. Like, I'm not, like, I, I didn't know what the, the different cl- classes, what, what are they, factions? Houses? Houses. See, I don't I can't I, believe I know that. Yeah. I, I'm in the most dark here. But I don't even, like, I don't know what they stand, I do now, because we talked about it and identified yeah. which friend group <laughs> members which. Guess who's who? <laughs> Out of us? Oh, we know who we are, I'm telling yeah. you. Oh, okay. okay. I would actually love to see that. <laughs> <laughs> um... Fucking nerds. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I, I know right? No, no, we're no, 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 yeah. Because we're, we're nerds, yeah. so like saying, I hope you guys are nerds too, because if you're not, well, then I'm Then why the hell are you watching us? Yeah, what the hell? How did you end up here? Really? I mean, I guess we find you, but like, you why are we calling you? watched our show where we talked about movies. Like, I mean, Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, we might we might have like a spillover or two from way we're recording. We record. I think we will. I mean, Ollie's probably gonna watch. That's true. Shout out. My mom wants to watch. I'm like, no. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> I'm probably yeah. yeah. And my parents are probably gonna watch it too. So that we got at least five viewers. You know, we made it. Our family. Oh, and Renee. Our show. Can we made the we made the big books? Um, Sorry, Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, but okay. So I there's I don't even know where to begin. I guess with like the story. Okay. So you gotta progress through the story to unlock more spells, and that's cool, that's fun. But there's also a lot that you can do with out progressing through the story, mm-hmm. and exploration is not really limited in this game. Like it's just like here's the set world you have. You can go as far north or south because that's essentially what the map is. Is Hogwarts is in the middle. You can go north or south. Gotcha. Um, you can go as far as like you know whatever where our map is outlined. And just kind of like experience this this world where all these NPCs are and all this magic lives. It's fascinating to me. But, so far, I just want to say, I all of this is like my type of game design shit. Yeah. I, I, I love it when they just drop you in the open. I just like the fact you can create your own little character. <laughs> and I wish it was a little... like I, A lot of people gave it like praise. Not a lot of people, but some people did. Because it had a lot of more inclusive like hairstyles than mm-hmm. other games with character creation and other things like that, right? Okay. But I, I still felt like limited, uh, and maybe it's because like at the, around the same time I was playing other games where the character creation was a little more in depth. Examples. Even like Dark Souls, like you can adjust the planes of the people's Dude, faces. I could, playing Code Vein, they gave me so much shit to change on that character. But like, I could choose the voice. You can do that in a lot of games. I know, but like it freaked me out. <laughs> but I don't. I, I didn't feel like necessarily limited by it. I just didn't think it was like in depth as what would have been really cool. You know, 
Time yeah, time. yeah. Like I, I, I'm just coming off a few other games where. And you've played the first one only, right? Um. Yeah. Another one that comes to mind is uh, Cyberpunk, which is. <laughs> I say that's a fair comparison because obviously, like Hogwarts Legacy came out after, so it's. It, it is a fair comparison. Yeah, I think they're both the type of same game. Um. So I, I don't know. It, it wasn't. It wasn't limiting, but it wasn't as expressive as I've seen in other games that I've played. Honestly, that that criticism right there is my criticism for Cyberpunk a little bit. Yeah? Yeah. But I still really like what I'm playing. Mm. Just, that's what I want. I wanted more. And then, like, the, the way the story is structured is, like, it's like, hey, here is our main quest. Off of that, we are going to give you, like... Like, smaller main quests, I guess. They almost feel like side quests, and some of them are, like, kind of labeled as such. Mm-hmm. So you can you have to do those before you can progress even further, which those unlock spells. But when you're going through, like, and trying to just explore, you are very limited. And I guess it forces you to play the story. Yeah. And that's... I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It, it gets boring, though, just to, like, grind out the story, just to, like, explore this world. You're not engaged by the story. Cause honestly, not in the way you wish to, to be. It's kind of, like, it's, it's kind of what a game should kind of strive for. At least, at least a little bit. Because I like the idea of, it's kind of why I love the idea of dropping you in a world mm. and allowing you to go explore whatever. A prime example to me is Elden Ring. Elden Ring, yeah. Yeah, where it's like, you can go anywhere, and you probably will get your ass kicked if you go somewhere, but it forces you to then go, well, I can't just brute force my way through this. Or you could, and you could accept that challenge. Or you could go, well, if I go this way, I might find something that helps me. Yeah. And I I just love that feeling. And it would have been cooler to, like, discover spells, like, just, like, kind of, like, learn, you know, how to do them, maybe just, like, place in the world, that'd be more interesting. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean... You're saying the way of, like, the main story, like, gameplay-wise... Is that the only way you can get spells? Like the only way you can get spells is through, like, story quests. Mm. And are those fun, do you think? Um... Like, what do they consist of? Some of them are. Some of them are definitely fun. Like, one of them is... So some of them are just, like, the classes. So you'll take, like, a potions class, you'll learn how to brew potions in the game. I would which fuck up potions you class. Can, <laughs> which you can, like, you know, some of them give you different buffs. I never use them because, to me, the combat isn't that difficult. I'm only Did you playing, turn the difficulty? I, I didn't. Okay. So maybe that's that's why. But I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not you going... You would like to be challenged more. I, I guess. But also, like, I don't think the combat is in-depth enough. Not that it's simple. I was say, I watched you play it, and it seemed kind of, to me, like, free play Final Fantasy-esque. <laughs> I don't know enough about Final Fantasy to understand that. Do you mean free-to-play, or, like, the combat system? No, like, the combat system. Okay. Instead of taking turns, you, you know, it's like you're Mesh fighting us. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, there's, like, a dodge mechanic and a counter mechanic, <laughs> and those, like, feel good to, like, hit, I guess. And some of them... And, like, there's, like, uncounterable attacks where you have to dodge out of the way and, like, stuff like that. But. Sorry. Go on. I'll say it. I'll say it later. I'm, I'm really intrigued by what you're saying, but go on. But it's just, like, I don't know. The way, the way it's set up is you. It, it's very combo heavy. And if you could just get a combo on somebody and you have, like, you don't even have to have the right upgrades. I was doing it before I had upgrades that, like, reduced the cooldown times on these 
different abilities. Mm -hmm. But, like, you can just combo somebody forever. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it's, it's this attack to put him in the air, one, two, three, another attack to put him in the air, one, two, do a, do a big fire attack. Yeah. You know, that stuff. And do you think that's rewarding? Because honestly, I I love that stuff, and it reminds me of, like, Spider-Man, because mm-hmm. that is a, a... I like Spider-Man. I've been playing a little more Spider-Man. Yeah. I like their combat much more. And I'm, I'm wondering what it's the much more is. expressive. Yes, it, it very much is. It's, it's so much more expressive. I can't speak from what, what I know about Hogwarts because I don't know anything. Well, there's but. three striking animations. Okay. So there's like the spell animations you use to typically grab someone and bring them to you or push someone away. Okay. Um, and, and then there's like a one, two, and then like a behind the back or just like a strong forward. It, there's just three strikes. Got for it. your basic, and it's referred to as a basic like attack, like it's your basic strike for mm-hmm. your wand. So I understand that it's not going to be like complex, but I don't know. Maybe it's just because like I haven't gotten far enough. I don't even I was, know if I should say it, that. Though. Well, because if if you keep acquiring moves as you play through the story, do you think the the game is trying to like ease you into the combat, and then it's going to get progressively what more and more complex? I'm just on normal. Mm. Um. Maybe, because there's definitely, there's definitely some cool combos you can hit, and one of the quests even, is you're supposed, there's like a, there's a little club you're invited to, I hate to spoil the game, but there's a little club you're invited to. I'm not paying for it. Where you can, um, fight, like, different students to gain renown in this little, like, just like, dueling club. Okay. And it's, it's bullshit, because it's like, you can have one partner, but you can go up against six guys. Okay. But but that's not important. Yeah, you're thinking like logistics. Yeah, yeah like if you're thinking about it logistically. Yeah, it, it's fine. Like you win. It, it, it's not it's not too difficult to do. Um but uh it's like one of the main quests. So it's like it's 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 like do that and also learn about the combos from the same Ooh, I wasn't facing my mic. I'm sorry. Okay. From the same guy who is like running this club. And I guess, like, it might be easing you in to more, like, combos and stuff. How far do you think you're in with it? Like, uh, do you think the amount of progression you've made should, like, uh, respect that progress that w- would be, like, say, on, like, a Spider-Man? Because it, it's something that I really like about Spider-Man too is the fact that, like, they keep introducing a lot of stuff to you, like, boom, 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 here's a new mechanic, here's a new mechanic, here's a new mechanic, in combat, and so you always have, like, something new to play around with. Mm-hmm. Do you think the rate at which you're getting those is just a bit too slow for how you far you think you've made into the story? Or do you think you aren't far enough in the story yet? I think it's as far as I've... My understanding of the combat has been capped by what they're introducing, by the pace they're introducing it. So I feel it's like I'm, I'm very adequate with their combat system. Uh-huh. And that... So you're bored... So yeah, so combats are easier, and even like when I'm like attacking an enemy whose health bar is just massive, because that's that's like the quick fix. It's like just make it hit, take more hits, right? Yeah. Like in just games in general, like not just Hogwarts Legacy. I'm not calling them out. Yeah, yeah. But in a lot of games, it is just oh, you're gonna have to hit this one more. It's not quite a boss, but you gotta hit this one more to kill it. And like, like the, are, are we talking about like the Mario three rule? Of, like, hit him three times, he goes out? No, I'm saying, like, it, it's just... 
the way they seemingly make their um, enemies more difficult is just by giving them more health. I see what you mean. It's not like it's a power imbalance. It's not necessarily it's they're stats. doing more damage. It's just, it's it's. I mean, maybe it is just like heightened damage and such a little bit. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's more just like they. That's what's hard about them is they. They take more time. Yeah, and that gives them more opportunity to actually hit you with these strikes that most people just know in the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, my brain's rotted, and all I know is bayonetta. <laughs> now, now you're comparing like. Talking about combat and games, I mean, you're comparing something that I don't know, no to the quality to like peak quality. <laughs> I love Bayonetta so much. I will admit though, like there are a lot of things I do like about this game. What are those? Um, I got a broom recently. Mm-hmm. I very much enjoy flying around on the broom. Dude, I loved flying the broom in uh, Lego <laughs> Lego Harry it Potter. Is... I I just want to say, like, if we have a listener who's played this game. If Kyan's saying, like, I want to know what you, your reaction is to Kyan saying, I just got the broom. The, the, when you, yeah, when that, you heard that, that too early? Yeah, I, I, I didn't just that, get the broom, you, but yeah, but even so. Were you like, he's only, he only got the broom? Well, and, and that's fascinating to think about because, like, I do know people who played this game, mm-hmm. and um, one of them was my coworker, and she was telling me, like, yeah, just once you get to this specific character's story, you're just going to be hooked. Like, it's, it's going to just encapsulate. Have you gotten to it yet? Uh, technically, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. I just started it. Um, I can't remember the character's name. I think he's a Slytherin, though. Okay. He takes you to this, like, old keep thing. I mean, if you know the game, you know what I'm talking about. Um, he's a sister who got kicked out. Like, again, it, again <laughs> if you're here, you're here now. That's for sure. Um, and I just did that quest. But, like, the broom... Fast travel's a big thing in this game. Really? Massive. Like, it's a whole, like, you can find a bunch of fast travel points, and that's the, especially at the beginning of the game, the easiest way to get between, like, Hogsmeade and Hogwarts and, like, the outer, oh, I can't remember. This is reminding me of Genshin. (laughs) Like, the outer villages and shit like that. Uh Uh-huh. Excuse me. But, like, flying the room's so much cooler. And you can go really fast on the broom, and it feels it feels really good. Mm-hmm. And you get broom upgrades and shit. Okay. Like, and that's the thing I do. Is like, the progression good? I don't know enough yet. Okay. I just got the first quest, and then it's time between quests. I don't know how that's actually decided in game. Okay. Um, if there's milestones, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think another part of the game that I do really like, but also kind of causes an imbalance in progression, is you can do these puzzles. Okay. And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of different puzzles in the game. There are at least four types, I think, maybe five, just in Hogwarts. Like, that that's all there are in Hogwarts. Is there's five these like five puzzles. You see you see them while you're just exploring the grounds because you have to. Like mm-hmm. you just pass by these things. Okay. And you think, huh, I wonder how you do that. And then you find something that teaches you how to do that, whether it's a side quest oh. or if it's a piece of paper for one of the puzzles. Like Megalovania style. Like you're exploring this big old world and you'll find like the keys to some shit that you saw earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I like that. And then, and then like when you do these puzzles though, you get XP for those. So you level up. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm level like 23 or something. 
and the quest the level requirements for the quests I'm doing are extremely low. When I get their set low, so you can like progress at your own pace anyway. Mm -hmm. But I'm just like, hmm, that's interesting, because at least in a game like this, to me, it's meant for exploration and finding these things and figuring out how to do all of these puzzles. Mm -hmm. And then like the the quests don't seem to line up with that. Uh-huh. So, like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, the way I, I interpret the game. Like, it should have been designed in a certain way to accommodate the idea of exploration into the playthrough. Yeah. But, like... I was literally talking about this with Brain today. Yeah. We were talking about video games and how we wish they... We were talking about how there's such a divide with, like, story and, like, gameplay. Like, yeah. the type of gameplay that a type of game is striving to have. Most notably, we talked about like, Nakey Jakey's video on, on Red Dead 2 and how his complaint was, like, the story and, like, what you do in the story are completely separated from gameplay. Because in the story, you're a ragtag group of cowboys who are scraping up together, and a big aspect of that is providing for the camp. Mm -hmm. But you can play throughout the entire story without doing anything for the camp. And he said, it would have been great if, to get to continue the story, you were incentivized to go out and get more money for the camp. Like, you have to raise $500 to do a story mission, which incentivizes you to either, since there's an honor system in the game, be a good guy or a bad guy, you could do good things, but probably earn money slower, or do bad things that will earn you money faster so you can continue the story. And that would have been really fascinating. Yeah, right? But they, but I, I don't know. And what is... is that for Hogwarts Legacy? I don't know. But that type of game design is, I think, what should be pushed. Yeah, something that accounts for and promotes exploration. Both um, aspects. Yeah. They're not, like, they're not divided. Yeah. Man. Do have any other thoughts on Hogwarts Legacy? I don't know, but you're making me want to play video games when I go right. home and I gotta finish crocheting. <laughs> it's, it's, like I said, I like, I like the game. Like, overall. You're having a good time. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's fun wizard game. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's... It, what it, was the other wizard game you played with Tristan? Wizard Legends? It is... Like a roguelike, I love it. I absolutely adore that game. It's just something about it. I just I love. I don't know. <laughs> I've always been like into magic for some reason. Something like I gravitated towards when I was like, "Well, we lad." This fascinates me. Yeah, I really I, like. I want to find out why you gravitate towards magic. I don't know. Like it, well, I, remember, a cancer I remember thing. when you like. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Okay. Um, like the crab, Gavin. Like the crab. Yeah. Damn it! You're um, surrounded by crabs. I need to change the battery for the camera. <laughs> so, Harry Potter. I, I remember when this, like, fascination of yours with, like, magic came to me is when we went to go see a movie. I forget what it was, but, like, the last uh, Fantastic Beast movie was being promoted. Oh, and yeah. And like, look at that shit. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was, it was a good fucking trailer to me. Because it was the combat. It was the combat yeah, that yeah, got you, me you, in that You movie. emphasized the combat. Because it's so fascinating how you can fight with magic, especially with the rule system that they have, dude. You know you don't... You don't dude. use a wand to cast magic. What do you mean? It's talked about in, in the game, and it's it's definitely... It's called Wagadu. It's a different city. And it's in, like, Africa or something. And, <laughs> this is so cool. You're gonna like, make me start tizzling me don't right? use wands. At all. It's like the See, episode of Wizards of Waverly Place. <laughs> and breaking the rules and doing yeah, that. Yeah, they're, they're just like 
But but the the character who it comes from there is talking about it, and she goes, "Yeah, but you know, I do like the one. It makes me feel dramatic." And she like fucking waves her wand and shit. That's not how she sounds. That's, but, like, a, that's such a D and D character. <laughs> but but I'm just like, I that's awesome, dude. Like the idea that you're not even using a wand to like cast these spells. They say it like can help you guys. It's a diversion. Oh, the wand is just this rudimentary thing. That's it, just it's just a focus. Down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, like, there is strong wands in Harry Potter, so like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That is like armor. To think of the wand as more so a symbol of like willpower and determination. Of the Dude, user. what? Are... That, that, that is Hold on. Idea with how they're made and what they're made out of. Do you I think, think? Do you think their wands are a symbol of class too? So like, the more stronger the wand and wand oh, yeah, is, the more sure. money it costs, the more like fam- money your family uh, has. Uh, I don't know if it's like a thing. Of... I think that'd be interesting for a story, but I don't think that's how it is in Harry Potter. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just. Sure. I think it would be cooler if it was like that. Oh yeah, if they were like, well, this one. Like that's why Baltimore. That's why yeah. little Malfoy was <laughs> swinging the, the shit entire, around. But the entire point of those characters who can not use those, like, it like negates that idea. Because those are people who have ascended and realized it causes like, the conflict. But it's like they they understand that it's like no, we don't need the wand. We don't. We can we can let go of this and we can. It's just also embrace. like fascinating to me that they don't. They're need like to the speak, Airbenders. Like the spell names to cast it's like, spells. Dude, it's like that, Wizards that's of Waverly Place. <laughs> Although I think that's more of like a higher level wizard thing. It's like Wizards of Waverly Place. <laughs> I watched a lot of that show. I did not. I did too. It gets really good. Like midway through, I think it's like episode eight, season two is when like the first, like good episode in my opinion. Happens. It's like after like the second like, breakup with Mason. It just rocks. Jeez. Like they have like decent like themes and morals in these, and I'm like, oh, yeah. some children's cartoons actually did have those things. <laughs> um, do we have anything else to say before we get into the story? Because I do. I just don't want to like cut off our talking um... point. I don't know. Magic is fascinating to me. Like, it really is. It always has been. The combat in that fucking trailer, dude, where the dude like zips and fucking holds his wand up to his neck. Well, we also just have an eye for choreography. <laughs> I've Maybe. never grown out of my making potions phase. That's true. Obviously. That's about to say I make fucking tea. But like we Beckham. we we appreciate Beckham. like we love the Eminem song. And go like, oh fuck, that's cool. <laughs> There's just. Oh, and the one guy just fucking, like, zips out of the wall. I fucking love him. And you were, you were like, making good points. You were like, oh, yeah, that is, a, that is like, a good way to shoot an action scene to not just make it two motherfuckers standing there and just... Yeah, just, like, because the fucking choreography in Harry Potter's lame as shit. Yeah, right? It's, like, the last battle or whatever and where Neville's there. stabbing the fucking snake or whatever <laughs> he does. What the yeah. hell is her name? Like, Nigiri or something like that? It's the same way I think about it with like John Wick. Think of the ones as guns, and then like, because that's what they are—they shoot projectiles. Yeah, at each no, other. I mean, so you just you do the same shit. You like spin around. Accio, like, that shit's scary. Imagine being Accioed. You know what that means? No, Somebody just no. fucking points their own Accio, and you fly up in the air towards them. Is that in the game? Yeah, it's Accio and Cindio, and then pop pop pop. Like, this sounds really fucking cool. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I enjoy comboing the shit out of somebody. Because <laughs> it, it does make you feel like I have a, a good grasp on this. I remember there was a little app on your phone where if you went Lumos, the flashlight on your phone would turn on. Oh, yeah. Oh. I think you can still, like, tell Siri that or some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I can test it out. 
But the final point I want to make before we move on to our story, which was oh, yeah. briefly... Uh, I I'm, completely I'm, forgot about Abruptly this. cut off. <laughs> um, <laughs> as we were talking about, like, like, game design or whatever, like, you talked about the fact that there's, like, in Hogwarts Legacy, there's a parry mechanic and a dodge mechanic, and then there are, like, attacks that you can't parry, so you have to dodge them. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, this is in, like, so many games now. It's like, it's, it's yeah. speaking, for example, Spider-Man 2, it has, it has this. Mm-hmm. But it's also just a staple in a lot it's of like modern games. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and like I, I was just kind of realizing, it's like, well, the big reason that this is a staple is because Sekiro, like, came out and was fucking incredible in one game of the year. And everyone was just kind of like, yeah, we like this shit. <laughs> because in Sekiro, there's, it's parry-focused, but there are also moves that you just can't parry. Mm. So you have to change up your fucking style when you play. It keeps you on your toes. And I just kind of realized that, like, FromSoft did that twice. <laughs> they impacted the gaming culture twice by doing that shit. Because Dark Souls came out, and mm-hmm. everyone was like, let's just do Dark Souls. <laughs> and now Sekiro came out, and they were like, yeah, let's just do what Sekiro's doing. That's like crazy shit. <laughs> you know, I guess like another way Hogwarts Legacy's combat tries to stay like fresh is when you are dealing with a, like, a large group of enemies, like such as like... There's essentially... There's poacher camps, is what they are. Okay. Um, and in these poacher camps, there's like six guys or something. But something you have to do to break people's shields... Um, <laughs> something you have to do to break people's shields is hit them with a spell that correlates to the, their color, because all the spells are color-coordinated. Gotcha. Um... And that's interesting. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, that's fascinating. I just remembered I don't know how to lock lock on in that game. Really? I don't lock on in games, ever. I'm so bad at this it. This is fucking fascinating. Dude, I'm so bad at You've seen me play Dark Souls. I'm s- I, I haven't in oh, no, such haven't. a long time. I no, th- no, you no, haven't been locking on? No. This is fascinating. This is like when you don't block in fighting games. I'm like, how do you do it? <laughs> I just dodge, Gavin. I just simply don't get hit. I say, I don't block either. That shit gets in my way. I... I've started blocking Kissing Soul Calibur because it's very annoying to play against Tristan. Well, it's, but it's a fundamental. <laughs> it's like a fundamental in like every fighting Fuck game. the fundamentals. I play fun. <laughs> that's why I think that's why I gravitated towards uh, Frauder so much because I never had to block. I could but just dodge. Blocking is very important in that game, also. Nah, nah, it's not. It really at all. You can fully get by by dodging everybody's attacks. So far to the point where if you start dodging them at the right time, you just deflect. <laughs> you don't have to block at any point in that game, and you could still be a fucking monster. Say, I never block in Bayonetta. I mean, you should play Bloodborne. <laughs> and I was a fucking monster at one point. I miss those days of that I, game. I activate that witch time yeah. so goddamn fast. Alright, should we get into the, the viewing? <clears throat> Finally. <laughs> Everyone had their popcorn ready for the viewing, and then... And, and then we went on a tangent about... For 40 minutes, and then they were like, Get to the fucking viewing! 40 minutes? It somewhere probably around there. That's... I'm so sorry. I'm not. I'm not. That I was like fun. It. Yeah. Well, for those people who are really hoping for just the story. Come on now. No, no, no. I'll be a comedy. The journey is the important part. Yeah. You're yeah. like us, not our morals. <laughs> All right. Let us begin. 
When I was a wee lad, my grandfather sat me down, told me a story that I'd never forget. Now, typically, when my grandfather would sit me down and tell stories, we'd sit on the front porch and he'd get in his old little rocking chair and rock back and forth and regale me with tales from the war or his crazy teenage years when he was drag racing. This time was different. You know, this time, it started with a gift. He came to me and he says, he says, I have something for you. I thought, all right, all right. I wonder what it could be. And when he showed me that rocking chair, almost identical to his, I was the happiest I ever thought I could be. Something that we shared and enjoyed together. It was awesome. But after he gave me this gift, he looked he looked troubled. Now I found this odd. My grandpa's a strong man, a strong man indeed. He didn't really show any emotion. He's the most he'd get out of him was a comment under his breath, maybe. But this this was different. There was there was like a stress to him, something I've never seen from him before. It was it was odd. And he sat me down, he said, and he said, in almost a nervous manner, something, again, I'm not used to at all from this, this figure in my life, he said, I don't know where to start. And this struck me as odd. Don't know where to start. He always told his stories in a very laid out, methodical manner. To not know where to start, that's... I didn't know how to feel. He began. It was a long time ago. I... I never thought I'd be telling this story. But, uh, here we go. It was a long, long time ago. I just turned 20. So about your age. And I decided to go camping with a buddy of mine. His name was Jim. Now... My grandpa's told me a lot of stories, but never one with anybody named Jim. All right. You see, Jimmy and I were best friends in high school. We did just about everything together. He's even the one who got me my first job. We we practically owned the ice cream shop we worked at back then. He was like a brother to me. We were planning a trip for about Two months. I had to buy a new tent because he fell on the old one the year prior. Bastard was drunker than hell. He laughed at that, thinking about that memory, I'm sure. I'm sure it gave him something, but who was Jim? He said he seems like they were such good friends, but I don't I don't recall any of his stories ever mentioning him. The the look he gave too, he was It's like all that momentary stress melted away. He was just happy. He was... That memory. It must have jogged something. More emotion than I've seen from him ever. He continued. Jim told me about the spot we were going to was off. Apparently people said for years that some... It was a hub for the, the supernatural. I never really got into that, but he loved that stuff. Trying to find some greater meaning to the world or something like that. I never got it. 
I never really understood why he needed more. Or what he was looking for. He pauses for a second. It seemed like an eternity. I couldn't tell if he was lost in thought. Or if he was just trying to find what Jim was looking for. I've never seen him act like this before. This this spring to his voice. This, this excitement he has. Talking about this long lost friend I've never seen. Or heard of. That day we left for our trip, it was just a normal day. I mean, I had everything packed the night before so I could just get up bright and early and go to gym. I woke up that morning, I uh, ate a small breakfast, left to go pick him up. I got to his house, waited for about 20 minutes. After beeping a few times, I decided to walk up to his house. Of course, as I approached the door, there he was. He let out a brief smile. He was panting, just completely out of breath. I, I'm so sorry. My alarm went off at 7 p.m., not a.m. Then I had to run around and pack everything that I needed, and before I knew it, it was now. Anyway, I'm ready to go. If I'm being honest, I wasn't surprised by this. Jimmy, you know, he wasn't the type to be prepared, per se. He was always so far into his head he couldn't see out of it sometimes. About 7.30 we finally headed off. The spot we were going to was about an hour and a half drive from Jimmy's house. And I felt like it was in the middle of nowhere. Once we got out there we set up our tents and unpacked most of our stuff. My tent was, my tent was quite sizable, you know, it could fit the both of us easily. It took us half an hour to set up that damn thing. My first tent to have a dedicated spot for a lantern. I mean, I mean, it does not seem like a big deal, but they didn't make them like that back then. This reminds me of my first tent my grandpa got me. Small one-person tent with a little hook on the keychain later. Something of those sorts. I did as long as I could. Unfortunately, a windstorm knocked it. A windstorm one night when my friends were I were camping. Oh, it ruined. It was by ruined by a windstorm. I remember waking up that morning so confused. It was about 11 a.m. at this point, and Jimmy and I were getting hungry. We figured we'd better head out in case we couldn't find somewhere closer to lunch. We drove about 20 minutes before spotting a sign. Westbrook, Westbrook Diner, four miles. The vision's getting hazy. Unfortunately, that is all I have for you guys today. Okay. So, yeah. This is a story. Okay. <laughs> um, this was an interesting vision to get, for sure. Uh, much different than the last one I got. I mean, uh, the aura of green, that was definitely interesting. And then... It just seems like a like a normal story. I don't know. Normal guy. His grandpa. I don't know. It's uh, definitely just something I don't think about here. A little on the ordinary side this time. Maybe just reliving a memory. But, uh, yeah, the story's interesting to write for me. And Very why? interesting. 
Hmm? Why? Well, because I was trying... I remember trying really hard to establish how these characters talked. And I did essentially an abridged version here. Mm -hmm. But, like, I was trying to, like, really set how, like... Because when you have multiple characters in a story, Mm -hmm. it's very important for all of them to sound, like, different or energy to them. Yeah. Um, It wasn't... It's when you use those adjectives... Yeah, yeah, there's, like, a lot, and word choice, like, I, I remember, like, rewriting a few things a different time, like, different things a few times, because, like, it just didn't feel like the same character was talking, and I was trying to, like, encapsulate, like, the old man in some fashion, mm-hmm. um, and then I didn't really do much of that, because what I decided to focus on seemingly in this piece here, in this vision that I got, um... It was like, I don't know, the focus is more setting things up. Uh, for what? For what? What? Well, because not a lot happened. No, no, this is all just like, hey, like, this is weird that this... The this, chair, the tent. That this, you know, like, this guy that I know is bringing up this weird experience that he had with a friend I've never heard of. Like, that's an intriguing, like, base idea. I didn't... I was trying to set things up with... I don't even know, dude. I I know... Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, really pinpoint... Because I, I didn't know if I wanted to, like, like have, like, an alien story here. Because uh-huh. presumably this Jim character was never seen again. Presumably. Yeah, like, there, there, something happened, like, he's never been brought up, like, there's, this is, it's, it's weird that, like, this is the one time this, this main character is seeing emotion from their grandfather, who's more of the main character than they are, they're just kind of, like, the, the means by which I tell the story. Mm-hmm. Why is he telling the story now, of all times? Well, is I he dying? part one. Oh, yeah, most well, certainly, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no, this is more of an establishing scene yeah um can I can I talk about it yeah go on like cause I mean this is the thing is like I want to talk about it um but I don't want to come off mean cause I want you to get it better as a writer so and I understand like I like like you're telling your story you've written to like a bunch of people and that takes a lot of fucking bravery and you're you're bearing your heart to us and and I'm I'm very obviously not great at writing. But this is the point of this. Yeah, this, this is, to is get the whole intent, yeah. Um, I, one of the biggest things I can say is that uh, I think you should focus on economy of, like, words. Okay. Um, because a lot of... You even talked about before we filmed this how this was a pretty long one. Yeah. Um, And the thing is, not a lot happens in it, and it's not bad. It's just the fact that <laughs> a lot of what was being said was how the characters felt. Like, it was, like, the grandson, like, describing how his grandfather felt. Mm. Um, and there are ways to go about that, of, like, going, like, well, instead of saying, like, this is how the character feels, how can we, like, show that? And, we, like, um, you had, like, the idea of, like, you wanted to, like, present to us that, like, this Jim character is someone that is not established with, um... The, the grandson, yeah. 
who's being told to that. Um, and a way you could have gotten around with that instead of just like kind of like saying it would have been to like, um, it because presumably this is ordinary up until Jim is mentioned. Yeah, uh, stories are always being told, so you show them in their regular state. Um, you show them that this is kind of like a thing they do, a bonding experience they have. He sits in his chair. He does all this type mm-hmm. of thing. It's kind of like um, a routine. Princess Bride shit with like the grandfather and and his son. Um, and then as like or maybe the the grandson could go like, oh, is this like a story about blah or blah or blah? Like mm-hmm. the, the names he's heard of of like the friends he knows he has. And then like there's, there's also like with the way you describe emotion, you just have to find those like ways of saying it that aren't so blatant to the mm-hmm. point where it's like he was like he was like he he was off or whatever like mm-hmm. it, it, it just it, like w- with and like honestly the type of the way I'm thinking about this is because I did play Alan Wake and it I talked about it with you how it opened my mind up to how someone can nice use words to paint there. an image so clearly yeah um and it does I think at, like when you're writing stuff like that and I want to do it too when I'm writing. Like, it's like the pro- the first thing you're probably gonna do is write down how the character feels. Oh. This person feels like this. But then, like, I think the best thing to do is look at that and go, "How can I make that better?" Okay. Like, like, like what's the way we can show this without blatantly saying like they're well, they're a offset? And the a way you can do that is just like the grandpa, <sighs> and it. I think it is like fine to say for the grandson to be like. Something was different about this day, though. Because mm. based on just, like, how he's, like, telling the story, like, the grandpa's mannerisms, um, and even in points in, like, reciting the story, like, it doesn't it doesn't have to just be, like, you saying, like, uh, and, like, I could tell, like, he was, like, looking back on fondness with this. Mm. Like, you can... And part of that is also, like, this have to come down to delivery. Um, yeah, especially because, like... Well, and that's why when I was, like, rereading this, I was like, I don't... I don't like this first paragraph because it's even worse. Yeah. It's 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 very much just like it's rudimentary in, in the way it's trying to establish things. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'd I'd rather abridge it in this in this like telling. Mm-hmm. And this makes sense also because like this this is basically a first act and you were just like you didn't have time to write a story. <laughs> and that's fine, but like um I I guess from now on, maybe just kind of, like, try and find those moments where you could write more in, in your day-to-day, so mm. you have more time to prepare and look back at your work and go, how can I make this better? Because I think that's yeah. what every writer does, well, at least every good writer. Want to read the dictionary? No. It does help. <laughs> I know. A thesaurus is... It is a nice I tool. love thesaurus. I definitely use those sometimes. It's important. I, they, I think so as well. You don't want to sound samey. Like, in, in my first um, story, the uh, vision that I got, mm-hmm. it... I definitely used the thesaurus a, a few times there. Mm-hmm. Because I, I know I wanted to speak very particularly. Yeah. And... I got a little Rolodex up here that flips words through it. <laughs> and it was very, like... I, I didn't, like... The, the feeling of some words in the mm-hmm. story I'm trying to tell. 
like the 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 known some words just have a different tone to them in yeah, general. Yeah, it's just like that that idea that like oh yeah, the, what we associate with this word typically, or the way it's said, even even sometimes like the way it sounds, like it's it's weird how like to describe it that way. But like it just doesn't fit. Yeah, it's just called phonetics. Like the tone of what I'm trying to convey. Yeah. So I can't use that word, or I've used this word too many times. Mm-hmm. And I need... I, I can't Something keep else. saying it. I can't. Exactly, that's terrible. Yeah. I hate it. And that's when it comes in handy. Oh, yeah. I, for I sure. Think, I think where the skill comes in is learning where to balance that. Because there are yeah. some stories that you can tell they had it right next to them and they were just picking yep, the words like, That makes uh-huh. it sound fancier. <laughs> it's like, no, you have to tell a story <laughs> that You gotta flows. weave it in there. I... I don't know what I'm going to write about yet for next week. I'm excited. I'm going to think about what tea I want. And I have to find my fucking paranormal super fucking kangaroo freak. Kangaroo freak. I'm going down the the line of bases. You're going down the bases. I like that. That's really good. I might talk about something that I'm really like. It's a fan favorite of mine or something. Because I went like, I want to find something new I have never fucking heard about this time. (laughs) I... Still don't know what I'm going to write about. I wonder if it'll come to me. Through. I mean, there's so many possibilities. There's so many <laughs> I would say I'd help peer review, but that ruins the surprise. Exactly, right? I think I'll find something. I'll find something. Are you excited to like look back on these episodes and yes. see your progress? Not just my progress, but the compendium that I've built. I'm just like... Right? Everything. I'm just excited to see towards the end where I know I just don't need my notes anymore. <laughs> right? Like, we just get accustomed to it. We get in the flow. We're gonna have like a better set, <laughs> and we're gonna be like, "Oh my god, can you believe we sat around that fucking table?" <laughs> I mean, the set may improve after Christmas anyway. Is that a hint? What? I don't even know what the fuck we're talking. Who's about Who's to know? Who's to know? We're doing that thirty first, right? Yeah, thirty first. Delightful. My rope's coming undone. Oh no. I was just messing. I just kept sticking my fingers. So did I. (laughs) I kept going like this. If that doesn't prove we're autistic, (laughs) I don't know what does. (laughs) I have. So my coworker and I were at work, and she's she's definitely somewhere on on the the spectrumal side. (laughs) Um, She'd be great for this podcast then. uh, And she was like talking about how like you know like she wants to get tested or like take some like online tests for autism because we always joke like oh yeah like you're definitely autistic we always joke about it Mm -hmm. and then uh just literally minutes after that she's looking out into um walmart (laughs) through the window she's like i i wonder how many lights long the store is and i said honey you don't need a test I wonder how many Can you say that again. Like how the many lights, lights how many long, long on the ceiling that the building is. I think about that too. And I said, "Honey, you don't need a test." <laughs> and now every once in a while she'll come up to me and be like, "Yeah, so I have a honey you don't need a test moment." And she'll just say some shit that's just like Dude, very I used, stereo stereotypically. I used to count tiles on the ceiling. That's what I was going to say I do. <laughs> At school, I would Dude, look up. My aunt has this fucking pattern on her ceiling. It's like swirls, and I'd follow the swirl all the way through until it broke, and then it would do another one, and I'd be mm. like... <sighs> I would look up in fucking... 
in marketing class because I was so goddamn bored the entire time. And Dude. I, I would look up and then count and be like, how many does it go across all the way? How many? And I just think about that. I would look at all the outlets, like, on the floor. Oh, my... Out, all the outlets? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd fiddle class, with that 100%. fucking thing. Yeah, over just... And... I just I just play solitaire in that class most of the time because I'd get I'd get so fat the work done so fast I wouldn't even do my work in the class I literally knew all of it already and I'd ace the test every time. Ugh. She also loved me. I know. Yeah. She she hated that I never did work in class, but she enjoyed my company. Yeah. No. Me and me and that teacher spent too much time together. Right. You watched big like four times. Yeah, but like, yeah. Me and our government teacher spent a, good, a lot of time. I like Kennedy Big. <laughs> I, I seriously like that. Did movie. I tell you about that, Haley? How in that class, my sophomore year, or no, my junior year, I, it was just seniors, except for like one other person. But we were allowed to leave early if we had it as our last period, mm-hmm. and I did not. So I'd have to sit through a class where essentially. I just started watching every movie she had and doing a little booklet about it. It artificially increased my grade so high. Could you imagine if, like, I, like me or Brayden became a teacher and then we had that same experience and then I show them, like, those fucking movies? <laughs> that would be wild. I would get fired so fast. I would be like, you made them watch Old Boy? Like, <laughs> you scarred this child for life. <laughs> I spent my lunch periods with my government teacher because my lunch would blend in with my study hall, so I would just stay in there. Oh, he was cool, solo. Mm-hmm. I sold him pork. <laughs> That's so funny. What a, our, what a government teacher, teacher thing to do. Uh, I should uh, ask him if he needs a re-up. We just butchered all three of them. Yeah, I feel like we can't say his name right now. No, I, 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 I want to say it because of the way we're recording because we would just drop it like a, like a, like a fucking... What do you drop? I don't know. A, like a, a ball? A weight on your foot or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is something new. Can so I kick it? I feel it? like we can't say it. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. There's a little more professional professionalism <laughs> in the anonymity. I just don't oh, want them bit. to know we're in a cult. Figures. There's a little bit of professionality here. Yeah, well, because, I mean, like, our friends are our friends. Yeah. But, like, yeah. you know, he's a, he's a whole-ass man doing his own life shit. <laughs> he's got He's got kids. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. For now. And a wife. <laughs> and yeah, a, they won't be kids forever, guys. And a whiskey slash brandy collection in his basement with his own decanter. For now. Just wait till he goes through it. Wait till I steal that. The decanter? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because they're cool. I have one in my room. It's got a little. It's got a little tube in it where you can put ice so it shows the wine while it aerates. Oh. What is this? A decanter. What is that? It's for booze. Yeah, it makes it taste better. Better. Yeah, I was I, I was gonna do the air quotes, uh, but I'm sitting on my hand. <laughs> and remember, you have a friend named Jim. You just haven't found him yet. And we've been the Spectruminal Trinity. Trinity.